Welcome to episode 35 of the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we're going to play the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu Horror. Let's try that again. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we're going to play the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu Horror role-playing game from Chaosium based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as Dan Williams. Yep, that's me, all right. Now, I bet you're all wondering how I got me into this here situation. Gabe is Roy Arroyo. You know, if I don't get some respect, that punk's going through that wall. And Brian is Jack Whiteside. Right about now, the Duke boys need some help. All right, how's everybody doing today? What are we eating and drinking? I'm drinking Final Absolution Triple Ale. Isn't that like 10% or something? I don't love you very much. I love you guys. Matt, what are you drinking? I'm drinking water. Again with the water. Jesus, give it a rest already. Sorry. Gabe? Vodka. Are you, are you Russian? Are you are you spying on our government? Glasses of vodka. Well, I'm drinking Haunter in the Dark, my uh, pepper-infused stout. <laughs> well, before we get going here, we do need to read some letters from beyond. Yay. Beyond what? All right. On Reddit, Harvester913 says, Worst screen door podcast ever. They hardly ever talk about screen doors. Some fights are a ruin. Am I going to have to up the screen door talk? We're going to have to up the screen door talk to 11. Also on Reddit, we got a nice note from Sir Cookie Banzai, who says, I recently discovered your podcast and I have been binge listening to it in traffic to work. Unless it is dark because I would get scared. I am at episode 16 now and I have a question. Will the specifics of how the first investigation be explained or come up again, like how David Parker was involved with the gaunt, why the previous investigators failed in sealing the creature, and why the doctor wasn't eaten? And I think I did actually respond to uh, Sir Cookie Bonsai as the keeper. Uh, yes, we try to inject a few of those old uh, scenarios, elements of which, back into the current scenario. So... The short answer is we're not quite sure yet. We'll find out whether or not these uh, guys will pick up in the 1950s or continue along in modern day times. It's going to be a fluid thing. It just depends on how things go. And how we feel. Or, or you might never, ever get an explanation. So, But please hang in there. I'm sorry you listened to us. I, I promise you a full explanation in episode 359. I'm going to hold you to that, okay? I'm holding you to that. Note to self. And lastly, on Twitter... At Holy Muffin 96 says that uh, they binged listen to the podcast. Gotta say, I loved all of it. Keep up the good work. Thank you. So thanks, guys. We really appreciate all that feedback. Before we begin, let's take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. On the eve of their graduation, two students at Miskatonic University. Read one book too many. Howie, what are you doing? The professor said never open that tome. F it, Sonya. That old foggy square doesn't know YOLO. Now they're on the run from an unknown terror stalking them through the streets of Arkham. Howie, why are we running? I don't see anything behind. Faster, Sonya. Those flying polyps are gaining on us. With little hope for survival, they cast an ancient spell to summon protection. Klaatu Barada Nicotine! Howie, those aren't the words! Look, maybe I didn't say every single little tiny syllable. Ah! Critics agree. A real page turner, says the New Fork Times. Incomprehensible, raves Vanity Unfair. And 
What did I just watch? declares Hell A Weekly. Coming next summer. The movie event that took all of eternity to make and one jackass to unleash upon the world. Don't open that book. Rated R. And we're back. I just don't get what's going on with those guys over at Herbert West. They pay us well. I just w- wish it wasn't in brains. Wait, they pay you guys? All, all I get is just a little pile of corn out from my door. I don't understand it. I, I get enormous kickbacks. Literally kick you in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Herbert West actually kicks my back. I've been paying them. You're doing it wrong, Gabe. Well, if how are we going to get sponsors if we don't pay them? It's not how any of this works. And now we continue Chapter 5, Hell House. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Thanks to quick thinking by Jack and Dan, the very drunken Mitch Landrum is subdued and then taken home by Officer Martinez. Town doctor Daniel Cronaborg attempts to engage Roy in conversations about bologna cheese sandwiches and horror movies. In return, the FBI agent tries to abscond with a sandwich, instead slipping and falling on his face in the morgue. The other two decide maybe the elder agent shouldn't be allowed to roam Texas on his own, so they decide to walk to the Angerstein house as a group. There, they are quickly introduced to Lauren Crawley, the project manager. She allows them inside to look at the parlor where Kelly Landrum committed suicide, now painted over and prepped for Halloween's theme of school shooting, one of the many sin-related rooms. Meanwhile, Jack creeps around to the back porch and sneaks into the old kitchen, now made up to be hell. A serpent-shaped shadow silently glides toward him, causing him to trip and fall, letting out an involuntary scream. Dan rushes through the house toward the noise, gun at the ready. Roy follows quickly behind, but steps on a loose board which swings up to knock him unconscious. And now we continue episode 35. It is late morning, Saturday, October 21st. Dan! You watch in horror as Roy crumples to the ground, his gun clattering to the floor at exactly the same time as the loose floorboard falls back into place. Objection, I would probably start laughing hysterically and drop my gun in the front. Behind, in the kitchen turned into hell, you hear Jack draw in breath for another scream. What do you do? Snakes. Why does it always have to be snakes? Or snake Nazis. Nazi snakes. Oh, God. I guess the first thing, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Roy just knocked himself out and he's fine. I'm dead, actually. Oh, <laughs> you took 13 points of damage from a board to the face. Quiet, zombie. Zombies can use Facebook. I think the giant snake-shaped shadow thing in the kitchen is kind of a bigger problem. I mean, I don't think shooting it is going to do much. It's kind of a shadow. I'm trying to think if like, there's any like bright light sources maybe I can like disperse the shadow with by... Where's my glowing sword from the elves when I need it? Nothing uh, really comes to mind. I mean, the only light that's currently coming in is a little bit from the back porch through the doorway. There is a window in the kitchen, but it looks like it's been uh, probably covered up. And uh, other than that, it's pretty cloistered in there. So hell is underlit right now. Uh, Can I get close enough to Jack to try and yank him out? You can see you're probably, looks like maybe 30 feet away. He's fallen. And he can't get up. You're still in the dining room, so you haven't passed through the archway yet. And I just need to know what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to charge into the kitchen and attempt to yank Jack out of the shadow of the shadow snake. You're going to yank and Jack out? Don't you yank my snake. Jack. As you draw in the breath, you sort of lose consciousness. Oh! K.O. But then you 
hear footsteps rushing to you and you immediately wake back up and you see a shadow looming over you. Instinctively, you lash out. Mm-hmm. I need you to roll a fighting brawl. Oh, boy. Fail, 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 fail. I needed a 25. I got a 54. Maybe if you were trained better. Now you can see it is Dan who easily sidesteps your swing. And he is uh, rushed to your side now. Okay, I pull out my Glock. And Dan, as you rushed to Jack's aid, whatever shape or shadow you saw is gone. It just like dissipated into thin air. And you weren't even sure that you even saw anything other than just maybe an indistinct shadow. Okay. Keep in mind that uh, you never actually saw uh, okay. a serpent. You just saw a shadow of some sort. It was mine, guys. I couldn't help taking it out. <laughs> it's a huge shadow. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can fit it in my kitchen. Hey, I got a lot of kids, man. I'm going to drop down on one knee next to him. Hey, what happened? I, I heard a scream. What the hell was that? What the hell was what? I There was a shadow lizard or something. It was attacking me. You sure? Because I just kind of saw you cowering on the floor in the corner. I'm 100% sure. I need to get out of this house right now. I can't believe it didn't protect me. No, garlic is for vampires, not for shadows. Just get me out of this house. Okay, I'm going to help him up and out the back door, I guess, onto the porch. Don't talk about my back door. Well, when the front door won't close, honey. Dan helps Jack to his feet, and they stumble out onto the back porch, and that's when Dan remembers, oh shit, Roy is still in the dining room unconscious. Tell you what, I'm going to set you down here. I need to go check on Roy. You weren't there, but there was a loose floorboard, and it went funk, and he went fump, and now I'm pretty sure he's on the ground. I'll be right back. And I'm going to... Don't go through the kitchen. And I'm going to spin around and immediately run through the kitchen back into the dining room to see where Roy is. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my uh, my pocket watch. All right, uh, so you race, and you see Roy sprawled out in the, uh, the dining room. Uh, you see uh, Kevin and Lauren in the parlor beyond the school shooting room, watching you warily as you approach Roy. I'm going to bend down and check his pulse to first make sure he's still alive. Roy. You awaken to find a shadow looming over you. Instinctively, you lash out. Why don't you roll a fighting brawl? God damn it. Don't worry. I failed. I needed a, six, a 25 and I got a 62. Am I the only one around here who can fight? I'm old, man. All I do is beat my kids. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, you easily uh, sidestep the swing and a miss from Roy, who has just come in. The, and it appears that he uh, may have broken his nose. He has blood trickling out. He looks a little cross-eyed right now. Roy, uh, you you okay? You look like your nose is a little bit, um, yeah. It's broken. I'm a master at this kind of thing, I know. I've had my nose broken so many times that I can feel it before it happens. <laughs> my nose break sense is tingling. But it's okay. You, you want me to call you an ambulance, or...? As soon as you say that, Dan... You hear in the distance a lone wailing siren getting closer. My ambulance senses are tingling. You didn't even let me answer. I don't need an ambulance. I know how to reset my nose like that. And then I'll go and reset my nose. He has to turn his nose off and back on again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead and make the noise when your nose resets. (laughs) That was quick. (laughs) Holy crap, it just slaps right back into place. You have done this before. Yeah. It's really, it's, my nose is basically all just rubber at this point. Technically, it's cartilage, but you know. Nope. I had it replaced because it got broken so often. Idiot. Okay, so he resets his nose and, uh, 
Outside, you hear a, a car pull up, and the siren uh, stops. Who else here is hoping that that's our, our favorite local police officer? Hey, he might be your favorite. I'm not a big fan. Of course you're not. Come on, you're big. I am big, but I'm not a big fan. I mean, you saw the snake shadow. You stay here. I'm going to go get Jack. He's on the back porch. Jack this, Jack that. Why don't you marry him? Because it's not legal in the state of Texas. Or at least jack him. Yeah. I'm going to run back through the kitchen and out to the porch, and I'm going to grab Jack and try and get him back into the dining room so we are all in one space. As you enter the porch, uh, you see Jack sort of sitting on the back porch steps, and as you go to retrieve him, uh, you see a uh, police officer walking up towards the back porch. He says, uh, so what, what do we have going on here? Oh, um, good evening, officer. Well, it's actually morning, but, uh... Sorry. I I guess from where you're from, it might be evening, I don't know. Time zones. Don't get me started. Um, no, nothing nothing too exciting. We're just touing the haunted house here, and it seems like they might have done uh, too good of a job here for our our friend. touring now, are you? Hmm. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Now, you wouldn't all happen to be the, uh, FBI people, would you? Uh, well... Technically, he, I'm going to point to Jack, is FBI. I'm a hired consultant. Our other team member is currently in the dining room with a bloody nose. Well, why why don't you call him on out here? I'd like to have a little chat with you boys. Stick my head in the back kitchen door and go, Roy, there's a, um, a very lovely police officer out here who wishes to have a chat with us. I'll come out. Oh my God, are you boss hog? Why, boy? (laughs) Get them two boys, get Get him, Flash. Well, I, my name is uh, Chief Weaver. You can call me Chief. Oh, I'm Roy, but they mostly call me Sergeant McAwesome. So mm, that's peculiar. I'm 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 Dan Dan Williams. Dan Williams. Now that does ring a bell. I think I heard about you. Do have a private detective agency up in Massachusetts, but uh, I don't want to hear about your privates, boy. Now, how about you, Special Agent? White side. That seems like a real nice American name. Always look on the white side of life. Hoggy, listen to me. That Jack Whiteside, he's kind of a nerd, and I'm in charge of this investigation, so you can in, you can indict these questions through me. Well, I, I appreciate that, sir. I see you are the senior here in this group. Uh, oh, oh, my lord, what, what happened to your nose? Don't worry about it. That's a lot of years of pissing a lot of women off culminated at once when I hit my face on a board. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that don't look so good, all that black and blue and... Uh, and uh, Dan and Jack, you both look and see there is blood trickling out of bro- both nostrils now. Roy hardly even notices that he's so used to it. I tell you what, boys, why, why don't you come along with me? And I, I, I got a couple questions for you. I know, I know you guys are in town for doing a little investigating and whatnot. And and uh, but I, I want the doc to take a look at your nose. And uh, I thought we might have, like to have a little chat back at the uh, station. I mean, no doctor has ever been able to help me before. They don't even think my nose is human at this point. But if you really think it's for the best. I don't know. That Cronenberg, he works at Cronenberg. He really works in magic. Oh, well, he is Canadian. I'm pretty sure all Canadians are wizards. That I I do suspect. I do suspect. All right, boys, come on up there. Uh, You can come on back to this place uh, when they're... When they have a little more time on their hands, I know they're pretty busy getting things ready. So, uh, but why, why don't I treat you to lunch down at the down the station? Mind if we order in from that diner? Well, that's my favorite. I'll send I'll send my uh, deputy down there. So they have the best food I've ever had. 
it's it's quite good that floa she she works in magic too you know what i'm saying yes she does all right all right i'm gonna like you mr whiteside uh you got a nice uh, white name and, uh, you know, American-like. S- sorry to interrupt, but shotgun. All right, you called it. I'm shooting him. And I'm immediately going to stop you from shooting him. Oh, well, I got a, I got a higher number, so I win. Actually, it's it's a lower number wins, Gabe. Shut up, I, I had a, I had a hard success. No, your result is hard. My result's success. I think I'm the successful one. You're just you just popping boners now. He drives you back to the Leland Police Department. Squat, two-story, white brick building with peeling paintwork. And he parks right in front of a fire hydrant and kind of waddles up the front door and swings it open and doesn't hold it open for you, but sort of... And uh, you guys enter the uh, kind of a run-down police department. The first thing you notice is it smells of stale cigarette smoke. Right at the front desk, a... Very large, morbidly obese old woman. She looks like she's about 60 years old. She's wearing dark sunglasses inside. Take them off, douchebag. She's seated in a scooter, and she says, uh, uh, How you doing, Mr. Weaver? What is Fine-looking gentleman. Kill it with fire! Introduce yourselves, uh, boys. This is uh, Cynthia Furman. She's a... She's a real hot potato, if you know what I'm saying. I grab her hand. Miss Furman, it's nice to meet you. Her hand's all sweaty. It's got, like, striations of, like, diabetes. Like, there's swollen knuckles. Is it covered in donut glaze? Because that's what I'm about to kiss. The first thing that you notice is that there are cigarette burns between her fingers. Unfiltered, I see. Yeah, you know it. You know it. (laughs) All right, since I'm the only not a brown nose here, I'm Roy. Ah, please make equates, Roy. I would, I would have shaken your hand, but that, like, jackass over there kissed it, so. Well, I got two hands, young man. <laughs> oh, we're going to Boy Scout this? Okay. Then I'll shake her with my left hand. I like to call this double teaming. <laughs> and I'm Dan Williams, and I'm just going to wave hello from back here since <laughs> you're plenty busy, as it seems. Yeah, why'd your voice go on in there? She rubs Dan's cheek and says, Thinner. Whatever you do, Dan, do not eat a blood pie. I need disinfectant stat. I'll lean over to Boss Hog. I'll say, hey, hey, boss. Oh, yeah. What's up there, Roy? You're sure that this lady's not about to kidnap us, right? I think you're all safe. For now. For now. Okay, because I can't be turned into a lamp. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, we'll make sure that don't happen. Right, Cynthia? Yeah. That's my one fear in life, getting turned into a lamp. I thought you were afraid of frogs. Okay, well, don't talk about that. So there's this really great local frog museum we should go visit. Oh. All right, boys. Quit, quit your, quit your romance in the young lady here. Now get on my office. We'll have a, ourselves a little chat. Hey, uh, uh, Steve, why don't you go on and get us a... Uh, couple uh what do you want burgers boys you want burgers from diners that sound good mm-hmm. burger works for me i'll take a nap take a nap man well you get a nap there son we'll we'll get you back to your hotel here pretty soon now but uh yeah steve uh well why don't you pick uh pick up like i don't know G- give it how about like four triples four triples would be nice yeah yeah cokes too all right stevie and uh they're one of the deputies, uh, just sort of like very friendly looking, kind of paunchy, a little bit overweight. 
just kind of waves at you guys, kind of a blank look on his face, and then heads out. He didn't ask what kind of Cokes we wanted. I was just about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, is there any other kind? They call everything Coke down there instead of pop. Coke, Coke, Pepsi Coke. It's all Coke, boys, and that's all we got down here. That's all you should be drinking. Are we going to the evidence lockers? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> here we are in my office. Why don't you guys have a seat? Now, why don't you tell me uh, exactly what you're doing in my beautiful town? Let me try and summarize this the best I can for you, Chief. Well, sure. You go right ahead there, boy. I was brought on as a consultant to this case. It was brought to the FBI's attention when it was discovered that the body of Kelly Landrum had a uniquely designed pentagram carved into her inner thigh, which has... Kelly, now, Landrum, now, that does ring a bell. Now, a pentagram, you say. Now, how, how in the heck would that be? Danny, Danny, hold on one second. The pentagram just relates to another case that we're investigating. We just wanted to make sure that we're tying up any loose ends that may may slip through. Uh, you, you boys aren't making much sense here. Jack's trying to talk about it like he was there. Oh, well, here's Roy. Why doesn't he take over? Okay, so there's this chick, right? This, like, smoking chick. And she's dead. And she's got this thing carved in her leg. And we're trying to figure out why she killed herself at that place... That you you picked us up at. Are you all you all talk about Kelly, right? Yeah, Kelly. And you say she had something carved in a leg. You ever seen one of those stars of David's? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. It was that, but with a circle. Oh, a pantogram then. A pantogram. How does that relate to the FBI? I don't. I'm not quite following. We got other stuff that we can't tell you about. And, and how did you guys come about this information? How does the government come across any of their information? Well, that's true. I know they got spies everywhere. I'm always keeping out for spies. Speaking of which, can you change the battery in that camera behind you? I'm talking specifically how did you guys get this Let's spend upwards of two hours talking about how the government gets all of their information. I'd rather just hear from you boys in quick-like fashion. I was told by my superiors. Oh, I see. So you're just a bag man. Yeah, but I'm the best damn bag man in the country. Bagman is his middle name. Fun fact. All right, I, I'm, I think I'm starting to get the picture here. And uh, let me be very, very clear now. This is my town, and from what I understand, you boys don't have any kind of permit or warrant to be snooping around like such. I mean, I already heard from uh, Mitch Landrum that uh, he's a, he's a mite upset. He's upset. So you think with your backwater crap hole town... Ooh, Mr. Big Man, Big uh, with the big gut and the big gun who controls about 40 people. You think you can talk down to the federal government? Uh, unless you got some sort of written documentation, I certainly can. Look, Roy, why don't you just call up your superiors and have them fax down the information they're looking for? Yeah, why don't, why don't you boys do that? I doubt they even have a fax down here, Dan. Why don't you have them put it on a carrier pigeon and send it down? <laughs> now, I, I don't mind, uh, you know, collaborating with uh, the government and, uh, and other law enforcement agencies. Now, that, that's fine by me, but... I ain't having no strangers coming around rousing up the, the local populace and whatnot and just snooping around dead bodies. You are a civil servant, sir. You're supposed to do what is best for this city, and what is best for this city is to find out what has happened, and we are the only people with the qualifications to do so. If you guys want to push me a little bit, we'll see who's going to get run out of town by sundown. Everybody just calm down. We didn't come here to ruffle feathers. Now, see, you're talking some sense here, Mr. Whiteside. I knew you. I knew you were the logical one. What we did 
as we may have gone for an investigation without notifying you, and I apologize. That is something that is disrespectful and plainly unkind. We do need your help. You know these folks. You know these people. We just want to put closure on this. We want to make sure that there's not anybody out there that's going to hurt another girl or another family. All right, Mr. Whiteside, why don't you go ahead and give me a persuade roll? And you know what? I'm I, Because you're being so nice and doing such a good role play, I'm going to go ahead and give you a bonus dice. Now, did you just say I did good role play? Because I don't believe I'm into role play. So if you make your first roll, you're good. Otherwise, you can roll another d10 and try to improve your chances. Well, I needed a 40 and I got a 51. So now roll a d10. Don't tell me what to do, boy. I will kill you in your sleep. So you ended up with uh, your best uh, roll would have been... The 51 still. So either way, it's a failure. So uh, Chief Weaver says, uh, you know what, boys? I, I think I think we are done here. You can go about your business. I'm not going to be obstructing no justice here. All right? But I want you to be very careful in how you handle these folks. All right? And I think I'd like to have... Uh, Myself or one of my deputies uh, keep tabs on you guys and help bring you along. So if you want to go someplace, you give us a call first, and we'll, we'll, we'll be glad to chaperone you around. Does that sound fair to you? I think that sounds more than fair. Who, who's the officer that brought us in, Martinez? How, how do you know Martinez? He said hello at the diner the first night we came here. Introduced himself, said we looked like we were out-of-towners. Figured we might want uh, an introduction. Okay, so he's already met you then. He knows who you is. Yes. Well, that's good. Uh, Yeah, so you know what he looked like. And uh, so he might come around and uh, pick you guys up if I uh, have a little chat with him. That would be fantastic. We don't have a vehicle, so... Could Could be Steve. He's a good guy, too. We should probably put that in the wiki, Steve Ellis. And your name as well. I look pretty good in Wiki, don't I? <laughs> you do, you do. Do any of these officers actually know what they're doing, or did you train them? Roy, Roy, why don't you step outside for a minute? Just take a breath. Step outside for a minute. All right, I need to tell you something. Why, yes, sir, Mr. Whiteside. Roy's a little short-tempered, and the reason for that is there's no screen doors in this area. The only ones we got is on that hotel, and they're not even good quality. Are you saying to me that the screen door in isn't good screen door material? To me, it's the best material that I've ever seen, but I'm not a professional in screen doors. Roy is a professional. You know, they make these screen doors now, they have these, uh, what they call pet material on it. So you, your dog or your cat or your skunk can't get through. They don't bite it. It's nice. I got a quick question for you. Maybe this will bridge the gap. As long as it's about screen doors, I'm all good. Do you by chance know anywhere around here we can get a new screen door for his room? I will pay out of pocket myself. Well, I got I got to be honest with you. We don't really have a good emporium here. You got to go over to Dallas for that. And that's that's going to be a bit of a drive. I would I would have just liked to seen the difference in his behavior when he walks out in the morning to a brand new screen door. I hear you. I hear you. So boy. if you if you something comes up, you let me know. I'll take care of it. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I'll tell you what, uh, Steve's going to meet you out in uh, the parking lot there with uh, you guys' boigas. You, you guys can you know feel free to eat your lunch out there. Uh, he'll give you a lift back on to your hotel, okay? Well, we do appreciate it. And again, I apologize for this mishap. You, you know, Jack, and he slaps you on the back as he walks you out the door. He's like, you know, that's, I understand these things happen. You guys are just doing your job and I'm just trying to do mine. 
But let me reiterate, if I catch you guys snooping around dead at night, you could be a burglar. I don't know these things. What if it was the life of mourning? You get my drift, Mr. Whiteside? I absolutely do. Here's one thing that I cannot promise, is I cannot control Roy, but also... He is on his own if he decides to do something crazy. You can pass this along. I'm sure he got the message too. And He will not listen. It's one of the best FBI agents I've ever seen, but he will not listen. That's on him. And I'll tell you one more thing. I got a lot of eyes, a lot of ears in this neighborhood. And I just want you you guys to enjoy your stay here, Leland. And uh, I hope to see you around. Maybe, maybe if you stick around, we'll see you in church tomorrow. Oh, we'll be around. Are, are you a church-going folk, uh, Mr. Whiteside? You know... I was raised in Louisiana. So voodoo, right? Nothing but voodoo. <laughs> Who do the voodoo that you do so well? You, Everybody makes that joke, and you know it. I smack him on his shoulder. All right, we're going to go eat lunch. All right, you, you boys have a good day now. And uh, Mr. Williams, good luck with your privates. And he goes back inside. And you guys are out in the uh, parking lot, and Steve Ellis pulls up, and he has bags full of burgers. He's like, hey, I, how y'all doing? Good, Steve. Thank you so much for grabbing them for us. Oh, and my pleasure, my pleasure. You guys have a picnic table or anything around here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just go around the side there. There's a little copse of trees, and, and uh, you'll find yourself a couple tables, and uh, it's very peaceful-like. Hey, Roy, we got our burgers. I'll stop, and I'll talk to Steve first. Oh, yes, sir. You gonna be the one that your idiot boss says is gonna be following us on this case? Sir, uh, no, Chief Weaver, he's, he's no idiot. Well... I couldn't tell. Well, I understand that. You're new in town. You, you'll figure things out. I, I got to check with him and see what he wants me to do, but uh, I'm happy to oblige. Uh, are you guys going to be in uh, town for church tomorrow? Uh, I know I will. I don't know about that voodoo heathen and the other one. You're certain to be my guest if you come along. I I, I help a uh, little bit with the youth there and teach those kids a little something about Jesus and God and whatnot. And... Well, you when you find out who our babysitter is going to be... Why don't you send them our way? Or if it happens to be you, why don't you come our way? Because I gotta have a chat with them. Roy, come get your burger. It's getting cold. I like it cold. Shut up. I'll be out there shortly, boys. Uh, you, you enjoy your lunch for now. And uh, if you cock your head just right, you can hear the uh, uh, football team practicing out there at the school. Oh, you're right. I can hear the concussions right now. Wow, a Texas school having a football team? It's like they're being sand in a desert. So the uh, three investigators uh, convene to eat lunch. Next to City Hall. That is a really run-down City Hall. And that's where we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> the cliffhanger. We're eating a burger. <laughs> but the burger is actually a monster. Roll for initiative. Roy, after we finish lunch, I think you should make a call. A call to whom? Who do you think after we get pushed around by this little podunk cop? We need to have full authority here. I don't need any help to get full authority. I just need you to get off my back and let me yell. Hey, I'll tell you what. You do it, and you see where you end up in a cornfield around here, and we'll never see you again. Guess what? I've never had a problem anywhere else. This little hickwater backwoods town in Texas isn't going to be the first. I'm backing off. You you handle it then. Damn, this burger's good. You know, I'm just going to let you two quarrel like an old married couple. I'm I'm just going to eat this because it's... You're right. You're right, Jack. This is a, a very well-made burger. Roy, we still on for tonight in the hot tub? Yeah, we are. But only because I like hot tubs. They do say angry makeup sex is the best kind of makeup sex. I forgot sex. my suit. It's okay. Bow, chicka, bow. And that's where we're going to end it today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
Let's get back to the hotel and, and put together a game plan. Sound good? Sure. Works for me. So no then. So as you guys finish up your, your burgers, uh, Steve Ellis comes back out. All right, you boys are ready. Uh, head back to your hotel now? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. All right, all right. We'll pile on in. We'll we'll get on up there. Hey, hey, Steve, you got uh, a little something right right down here. I'm going to point to where oh, his Well, thank is. you, thank you. And then I'll punch him in the nose as hard as possible. Don't punch him in the mouth, Roy. Hey, he fell for the trick, not me. He piles into the squad car and uh, beckons you guys to follow. Ooh, shotgun. And I quickly run and jump in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> but I called shotgun. I rip the front door open and I point my gun at him and I say, Hey, it's my turn. You guys have had like six turns in the front seat. Nuh-uh. He was there last. It's my turn. I look at Roy and I say, look down, bastard. And I have got my gun pointed at his crotch. I'm going to blow your Nazi balls off. Tell you what, you two go do your little standoff over there in the corner. I'm just going to sit in the front seat and wait for you to get in the back, okay? That's no corner. So he drives you guys back to the screen door in, and as he rolls up, you do see uh, Officer Martinez there uh, with a buddy of his, and they're staying next to an old dilapidated uh, Oldsmobile 78. Nice. And uh, Steve says, uh, well, look at that. Uh, there's Martinez and Joe. All right, boys, well, you you guys uh, have a good day now. And uh, Chief Weaver said uh, just give a call to the police uh, office if you guys need a lift any place. And we'll be happy to escort you someplace if you need to. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate it. All right. You boys have a good day now. Thanks again for those burgers. He gives a wave out the window. I shoot his hand. You know, we never did figure out where he got that brown crayon from. That's a different Steve. And as you guys walk up to the uh, 78 Olds, Martinez and Joe come on over. And Martinez is like, you guys uh, having some trouble, I hear? Yeah, it seems your boss isn't too happy with us poking around town. And now he's uh, kind of forced us to be chaperoned like little kids on a school field trip anytime we want to go anywhere. It's Jack's fault. He's so suspicious. I just knew something like this was going to happen. I'll tell you what, officer. We did cover for you. We said we met you at the diner, and that's the only time we've seen you. Okay, okay. Because I know he has it out for you. Uh, he's very suspicious, and, you know, I just, I don't know. I got I to gotta be careful. I got to be very careful. We figured as much. We thank you for your help. Yeah, no problem. Well, don't, don't tell, uh, thank me. Thank Joe here. He got you the car. Thank you, Joe. I'm going to shake his hand. Well, how you doing, Mr. Uh, is it Whiteside, is it? Yes, it is. I don't recognize that accent. Where are you from? Well, I'm just, I'm not from around here, but, uh... I'm from New York, Jersey, Illinois. New York, Jersey, Land Shore. So how do you like this beauty? Isn't this the beauty of a car? This will be very inconspicuous. It's great for driving up to a cabin in the woods, or... That's Quick question, it. when we drive, does it putter and spit black smoke out the tailpipe? Because that's the only way I'll drive it. Absolutely. Anything. Just make sure to uh, pull the clutch in just like halfway. Dan, and... will you do me a favor? Uh, what do you need, Jack? Will you never use the word putter again? <laughs> you have an issue with the word putter? What if we're going mini-golfing? I cannot stand that word. It's like moist to most people. Or ointment. Uh, so Martinez is like, uh, well, uh, just let me know if you guys need anything else, but I have really got to get back to the station and uh, make sure that Weaver isn't going nuts You have done there. more than enough, and we do appreciate it. He's literally done nothing for us. He just got us a car, you jackass. Why don't you get in there and take a nap? I could have got us a car. It's called a rental agency. D- did you guys uh, find out anything yet? I'm sorry, we're fighting. Can you hold on? You know what? You know what? I'll talk to you over here. Well, we're going to let them fight over there. Okay, and I'm just going to kind of take him and walk off to the side of it. We went to the house, and we uh, we met a couple of the people working there. We met Kevin 
and Lauren. Oh yeah, Kevin's a, he's kind of a weird guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. We looked in the house and it seems like they painted over the spot where Kelly scrawled that message on the wall. And when we asked him about it, they totally denied any of it happening. Well, they, they got to cover their own asses too, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're, they're trying to get that thing ready. and uh, I'm sure the Weavers probably won't allow any kind of controversy to go on with the house. That's got to be it. Something weird happened while we were there, though. Me and Roy were, were out front. We heard a scream from the back, and apparently uh, our associate Whiteside over there says that he was in the kitchen and he was attacked by some sort of snake-looking shadow thing, apparently. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, I, I ran in and I didn't personally see anything, but he swears that it was some sort of snake shadow thing that attacked him in the kitchen. Are you sure it wasn't just one of the special effects? I don't know. I didn't I didn't really see much. You'd have to ask Jack about that, but he's busy slap fighting Roy at the moment. Uh, the only real great piece of info we got is a name, uh, uh, Don Ellis. Does, does the name ring a bell to you? Uh, Ellis or Ellers? It might be Ellers. I may have typed Ellis in the wiki. Yeah, what, what about her? Don, Don was a, a friend of Kelly's. I was talking to Lauren because she she seemed like she didn't know Kelly a whole lot. I was figuring if she had any friends we could talk to. Yeah, Don, Don was, was her best friend. Okay, so we'll have to, to... You know where we could find her? I believe she's working at the house. Okay, great. You probably find her in the morning. Yeah, we might have to circle back up there. Hey, you're fighting. You stay out of this. Oh, we made up. Or I'm going to have to fight <laughs> I you. I saw the chat, but we made up. They didn't seem too happy with us poking around at that house, but we will have to circle back up there eventually and try and talk to Dawn. You know, actually, you know what? I think she only works the mornings up there. It's Saturday, right? So I think you could probably catch her. Um, she does live uh, over by the uh, uh, northwest corner of the school. She has a little house out that way. You could probably catch her walking back from the house. Probably within the next 15 minutes or so, if you hurried. You got the car now, so. Yeah, but the problem is, is if we get caught, your chief is uh, not going to be too happy. He explicitly said he didn't want us going anywhere or talking to anyone without supervision. Well, I understand that, but I mean, if you're just driving someplace and you... Happen to see her along the way and... Yeah, I mean, it's out in the public spaces, sidewalk. I, I think you'd be okay. I would just be very wary about going to any particular place and, you know, asking a lot of questions, rousing up the, the populace okay. and whatnot. But I, I think if you're very careful... We don't have to be careful. This guy's an idiot. I mean, you bump into someone on the street. There's nothing wrong with striking up a friendly conversation. Exactly right. I got to split, guys. I got to head back, so... Uh, good luck to you. Keep me in the loop. Uh, you got my number, so just text me if you need anything. Uh, no, thank you so much. And uh, say, tell Joe thanks for the car. Yes, no problem. <laughs> thanks, Joe. Enjoy. You know, I think uh, I, it's, it's such a nice evening out right now. You know what? I might I might decide to take that car for a spin, you know, get a feel for how it drives. Well, it's actually only about, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, but <laughs> sure. I'm terrible with time ever since Roy broke my watch. Hey. That watch was it was possessed by the devil. If I didn't do it, who was gonna? It was a watch called My Watch. <laughs> so Joe and uh, Officer Martinez depart the scene, leave you at the screen door in with keys to a 78 Oldsmobile. Joe had sick abs, dudes. He was ripped. Sure thing, Roy. So guys, get this. I was talking to Officer Martinez, and he says that Don Ellers who was uh, Kelly's best friend, usually only works the mornings at the house. So if we, oh, I don't know, just so happened to take this car out for a drive up by the school, uh, we might actually bump into her walking back from the house. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with us 
striking up a friendly conversation there on the side of the street, which may or may not lead to us asking a few questions about Kelly. Wow, that was almost verbatim. Yeah, but it's one in the afternoon. Morning ended over an hour ago. What are the odds she isn't home by now? We should just go to bed. I could use a nap. Tell you what, Roy, you nap. Hey, Jack, you want to go see if we can't find Dawn? You know what I could use? I could use a milkshake. So let's go see if we can find Dawn on the way to get in the milkshake. I like your thing. It brings all the boys to the yard. And they do tell me that it's better than yours, and they could teach you, but then they'd have to charge. Oh, no, no, mine is huge. Because he's fat. I'm going to take the key to the, uh, the old top into the driver's seat and start it up. Shotgun. So Jack gets into the uh, passenger seat. Roy, are you going to run, or are you sticking around? I'll nap in the back seat. Wake me up when we're there. So Roy immediately falls asleep in the back seat. Oh, man, I shot Roy in the face. <laughs> oh shit. Bits of brains everywhere. Must have hit a bump or something. Harvey Keitel's got it. Don't worry. This ain't my fucking town, man. So uh, Dan carefully pulls out the boat of an automobile and uh, eases out into uh, traffic, which is pretty sparse, actually, and idles down the road at a slow pace. And it isn't long before... You get to the northwest corner of where you know the school to be because of the map that uh, you were given. Uh, and you do see a, a young black woman. Uh, she appears to be maybe between around 25, give or take. I wake up excitedly. Roy, put that away. She, she is carrying what appears to be a paint bucket and a, another bucket with some brushes. And uh, she, she's kind of smeared. She has a smock. And she, she's whistling as she walks. What's up, baby? <laughs> Damn it, Roy. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. I see you paint. You want to paint me? Like one of your French women? We should have left right the screen door in. <laughs> I'm going to pull the car over to the uh, side of the street and be like, hey, Jack, you want to take this one? or? Uh... Excuse me, Don. Where are you headed to? As soon as you say that, she sort of stops dead in her tracks and looks at you with a little bit of frightened look in her eyes. Oh, I am so sorry. I did not mean to scare you. Do you remember uh, me? I'm sorry. Uh, uh do, do, do I know you? I'm going to turn the car off and hop out. With a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Get in the trunk! Oh. Uh, Where are they? Oh, hey, um... Yeah, we we're the agents who stopped by the house earlier. Lauren told me that you were you were a friend of 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 Kelly's. Oh well, could you give me a fast talker persuade <laughs> or a secure passcode? Your choice. A safe word will work. I needed a ten, and I rolled a seventy-seven. You should have asked me. Was that fast talker persuade? Ah, uh, that was a persuade. Uh, well, I I I I don't speak of the dead. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know you. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. We're just... I've really got to get home. Don, I'm really sorry. We're just trying to figure out what really happened, and we're we're just doing our best. I, I'm I'm Special Agent Whiteside from the FBI. I show her my badge. We just want to make this right. We don't mean to hold you up. We just want to know if if there's any information you can give us. We want to make sure that this there's closure with this, and that that everything is taken care of for her. I know she was your friend. She was my friend, yes. Um, I, I don't think there's much you can do. But if there's any information you can give us, anything at all about the incident that happened, if anything seemed out of place or wrong... It all seemed out of place. Everything was wrong. What do you mean by that? Well, she told me that Satan was talking to her, and she was fighting the impulse to start using again. Oh, do you think it was her addiction? Or something more? The day before she died, she said she'd do anything to stop the whispering. Oh, my. I I told her to talk to Pastor Weaver, but 
The next day... Oh, it's okay. You don't have to go there. She was dead. And that's where we're going to call it. Who we calling? And that, kids, is why you don't be an atheist. You'll die. Jesus love. What about agnostic? Eh. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I'm a pastafarian. I am an ordained minister within the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I hated that guy. Which guy? The weaver? Chief Weaver is an asshole. Chief Weaver? Come on, boys. This is just a small Texas town. You know what I'm saying? At night, I like to dress up in a sheet. Should have given me two more minutes, and I have 60 and Intimidate. I could have, you know, whipped him into shape. This is all he has, guys. He's got three people. Four, if you count Steve, but I'm not quite sure he's all there, so three and a half? Not having anyone means be a dick to people who are trying to help. That's all he's got. He's got to act like a big chut. That's all he's got. He's compensating for something, if you know what I'm saying. I'm going to kill him before this is over. All right, well, let's go ahead and launch into our recommendals for this week, and let's start with... Matt. Only if someone in this room gives me a number between 1 and 25. 25. 25. High five, Gabe. Wow, you guys are really on point. Okay, uh, this week I'm going to tell everyone here to play a game called West of Loathing. It is a uh, an RPG from the guys who developed uh, a game called Kingdom of Loathing. I don't know if anyone here knows what that is. It's one of the longest running web games out there. This is basically uh, it's a Western RPG. It's you, you know, start out being a normal person and you go out, leave your family's farm because you're sick and tired of, of being on a farm. You go into the city and you realize that there are strange things going on. The big problem in this in this world is that the, they say, uh, as they say, the cows have come home and all the cows are actually uh, possessed demonic cows that try and kill anyone on site. Mm. So not only are you trying to figure out what's up with the cows or how to get rid of them, there are a few other very interesting mysteries that come up along the way. Uh, the interesting thing being is that it's our, it's, the art style in this game is like a super simple hand-drawn. Like everyone is a stick figure. And as, as weird as that sounds, they actually get a lot out of that art style. It's very hand-drawn, very loose. And um, for something as simple as it looks, there's, it's actually really in-depth. There's a lot there. I'm six hours into it and I'm nowhere near the end, I believe. So it's it's well worth picking up, and I think it's it's only like fifteen bucks. West of Loathing, pick it up on Steam. All right, let's move on to Gaby. I got a, a cartoon for you this week. It's called Dan Versus. It's got Curtis Armstrong, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds, and Dave Foley, my favorite person in the world, and. It's a little man who is very angry, and he just finds reasons to be mad at things, and then he just tries to fight them. Like, there was one episode that he tried to kill George Washington. I think it was Nevada. He got really mad at the whole state of Nevada. Wild, wild west town. Just He just gets mad at things, and he drags his buddy along on these, like, his very, like, pacifist, just happy guy buddy along on these, like harebrained schemes to try and end them oh and uh the guy's wife uh paget brewster is who plays her she is like a secret agent and hides it from them and like uses her knowledge to basically foil all of his schemes to stop it from working and it's just hilarious and i take a lot of i mean not a lot but i slightly base a lot of the inspiration for roy off of dan from it so i get a lot of my like ranting style from almost but it's just it's a lot of fun it's really funny it's all good you'll like it dan versus all right we'll look for that brian uh mine is season three of voltron that just got released to netflix um i've been following that obviously i've used it before as 
to watch season one. I don't think I popped up season two, but season three, they went a little bit a different direction. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but each character has like three or four more layers of depth. They're Transformers now? It's pretty damn interesting, and uh, it explores uh, multi-dimensions. Highly recommended. Uh, Voltron on Netflix season three. Watch them all, obviously. But uh, once you get to season three, uh, get ready to have everything reinvented. All right, my recommendo for this week is short and sweet. It is a podcast called Final Girls Horror Cast, and it is hosted by two lovely ladies named Amy and Carly. And I just love listening to this because they are so funny and off the cuff, and they review horror films that are can be very grisly and gross and disgusting, but they approach it with a aplomb and humor and just a great insight that I love. And it's always good to see uh, some young women going back and rediscovering uh, movies from the 80s. And uh, Short and sweet, these guys are awesome. I really enjoy listening to them. And they're actually a really good breath of fresh air because a lot of these horror podcasts uh, tend to devolve into a bunch of guys just being gross and not very listenable. The ones that I enjoy the most have women on the on the cast, and these guys are, they're just a lot of fun, uh, so I really enjoy them. Final Girls Horror Cast. Very nice. So, yeah, yeah, check them Always out. Always nice to find a new podcast you can listen to, you know. I'll be painting tomorrow, so I'll start from episode one and see how far I get. All right, well, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. Links to our recommendos can be found on our website. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anyone has a spare can of police chief repellent, let me know on Twitter at the real weird kid. And if you like my angry rants and want maybe some more of them, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Um, you did not respond to my request, by the way. Um, I didn't realize that you're Asian, Brian. Well, if you want to find out if I am, you can reach me at Brian Podcast on Twitter. Until next time. Ralphity. <laughs> The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.